Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Check. I think there was a little bit of a thud there. I thumped the desk. Anyway, special uh, election day, election day episode of the Magic Pisces podcast. I was just listening to this uh, guy who I don't particularly care for (laughs) and bitching in my head about his podcast and the place he sort of comes from on Facebook and on his podcast. And um, I'm just like, this fucking guy is just such a fucking jackass. Why doesn't he fucking pull his head out of his ass? And I could do a better podcast than that. And then it was like, well, why don't you get up off your fucking lazy ass and release an episode then? So there. So when somebody pisses you off, uh, don't get mad, get even. (laughs) Go do something. Like jealousy is actually when you see someone doing something that you know you should be doing or that you know that you're capable of. That's jealousy. I got jealous of this guy and it's like, well then if yours is better, go be better than him right now. Better music, better stories, better everything. He's got way more listens than me. I don't know. He's got this, he's got a, um, a Facebook page called the Washington Press. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Look out for it. I don't, I don't particularly appreciate this. I didn't come on here to like smear people, um, really know what's going on. I haven't voted yet. And um, it's right down the street. So I think I'll probably go. But I'm just, I'm just not feeling very enthusiastic about anyone. A friend of mine, a uh, close friend of mine, you know, he went and voted in Illinois. He didn't vote for either candidate for president. And this is a person who thinks things through. Um, I'm not enrolled in either candidate. There have been a lot of people secretly telling me they voted for Trump. But this one total hippie girl that I know, this total hippie, like, new agey kind of woman I know from around town, I uh, just messaged me and Facebook and told me she voted for Trump. I was like, "All right." And I think that a uh, large reason or one of the one of the reasons that Trump lost a lot of votes was because of the um the media and the uh the sympathy the the media's portrayal of the the alignment how do I articulate this? The fact that the Democrats and the media are kind of just aligned and that there was a lot of looting and rioting in major cities and the Democrats kind of con- sort of kind of condoned it, not completely, but sort of kind of. Um, and that alienated a lot of people who were kind of you know, kind of in the middle. And I think that that is potentially what will give the election to Trump was a lot of people uh, felt alienated by that, by the way that the media portrayed um, certain things and the way that the Democrats kind of got behind that. And I don't really have too much else to say. I think Trump's going to win. I just do. Um, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not really, I mean, I know he's a, you know, he's, he's Trump. He's just Donald Trump. If you go back and you can, if you go back through the episodes or go back through the queue, there's an episode, the third or fourth episode I realized I, I released had to do with 
my theory regarding Donald Trump being the archetypal fool. And I think that, again, I think he's just like sent by aliens to disrupt the structure, the the power structure or the the default structure. I think he's like sent by something beyond us to just to just be so stupid and so awful and so terrible and so whatever that we're forced to look other places, discover other things, perhaps delve deep within ourselves to see what it is about, uh, you know, just to, to, to perhaps contact or, or get into deeper relationships with our own shadow selves or the, the darker aspects that, uh, that dwell within us, the dark, the, the darker sides we have that dwell within us, darker, darker places. I'm not articulating this perfectly, but I think you, you know what I mean? Um, and who knows, this is all, you know, it's it's really interesting because people, I get that people, you know, this is a historic election, I guess, but, you know, as a history, as like a, a person who's, who's really into history, like, really what's going on here and now is, um, it's really nothing compared to what was going on in like 1940, 1941, 42, 43, 44. Like nothing that we as Americans are facing is any anywhere close to uh, D-Day, um, you know, where, what was it, Ten, a minimum of 10,000 young, you know, boys and men uh, got in these U-boats and floated across the English Channel and invaded France to defeat the Nazis with guns and flamethrowers and, you know, whatever else. And, you know, even you could argue 9-11 was, was a really horrific event, as was Pearl Harbor. And, and I get that people are saying that the stakes are so high, but, you know, things, I don't know. I don't know what Biden's going to do about COVID. I think he says he's going to do something. I, I can't even, I don't even know what he's saying. It's it's so weird. I like, there's there's these Trump people that hang out above the highway, the highway overpass, and they're always, they're always like just doing the Trump thing. They're like flying the Trump flags, and then there's people driving below the underpass just flipping them off, just like, fuck you. But the Trump people, they actually, they actually seem kind of nice, and they've been doing this They've been doing this Trump parade thing through Lucadia, which is the north, the, like the north end, sort of the hippied out section of Encinitas, little boot beach community, like kind of like trailer park sort of beach community. But you know, living in a trailer there is going to cost you two thousand bucks a month or something. But um, but uh, so they've been like, I, I mean, I'm talking like 50, 60, 75, maybe even a hundred cars come by in these Trump caravans with the Trump flags and the Trump everything. And they're just hooting and honking and hollering. And, you know, I saw them, I saw the processional or the parade, whatever you want to call it. I saw it at least, at least twice, probably three times I saw the, the Trump processional, the Trump parade. And I just wave to him. I'm like sitting there sort of by the street at a coffee shop. I just wave to him, whatever. You know, and everybody's just kind of like, like, I don't know where these people are from. They're definitely not from North County, San Diego. They're from like East County, 
you know, East County is like more like Trumpville. But they seem they seem well intentioned enough. I didn't see any guns or you know bazookas or any threatening language painted on the sides or you know written on the sides of any of their cars. I didn't see anything. I didn't feel like my safety was threatened by Trump supporters coming down the 101. It doesn't uh, occur as if these people who are hanging out above the highway or over the highway are mean spirited Trump supporters. That just they just don't seem that way. I. I could be completely wrong. Um, I posted, fa- uh, I had a post on Facebook the other day about how I just don't hate Trump supporters anymore, like unilaterally. And um, I don't, I, I like almost every Trump supporter I know is cool. I got a text from an old friend this week I hadn't talked to in a couple years at least. And they informed me that they voted for Trump in the last election and they voted for they they're going to vote for him in this election. And I didn't care. Like, OK, great. Um, and then there's all these other like secret Trump people, these people who are secretly voting for Trump. Um, and again, I think a, a large that is due in large part to um, the way uh for instance, downtown Chicago was completely looted to the bone, and um, and it was just yes, they sort sort of said it was bad, but then also they kind of normalized it. And I had a friend who's I mentioned this in last episode. I had a friend whose beauty salon was um, was looted. This is an incredibly hardworking person, and when I mentioned it to the ultra liberal. Uh, person who I know, uh, to an ultra-liberal person who I know, ultra-leftist or whatever you want to call her, friend that I know, she said that that was karma. And, you know, this person had it coming to her for for whatever reason. And that is why a lot of people have become alienated from the Democratic Party right there. That, that alienates me. I can't quite go Trump and vote Trump, but that just makes me, like, not want to be aligned with that whatever that is and i get that it's more nuanced than that i get that there are specific issues and that you're actually voting on the issues and not on people's personalities and how you know and just because this one person's personality is the way that it is doesn't mean that that's not a reason to vote on specific issues but uh i'm just not enrolled i'm sorry i'm just just not so i'll probably just go in there and vote for some cool sounding independent or something like that um, there's a ballot initiative in California regarding letting, um, uh, be doing away with cash bail. So if you get arrested, you basically don't have to post bail anymore. Now that's an iffy one, uh, because as a person who used to commit a lot of crimes, I, I mean, I'll admit it. I got out of jail in Cook County because my parents had money and they bailed me out. So there's some, there's some, uh, I'll own up to the white privilege there for sure. I will most definitely own up to the white privilege there. I got out because my parents had money, period. Um, I was also a nonviolent offender. Apparently it's only for nonviolent offenders, but I have another friend who is a bail bondsman and that entire industry is stands to be over forever like it's just the end of an industry the end of the end of bail bonding the end the end of bail bondsmanship or whatever you want to call it so that's like an iffy one because again or i don't know if it's again but people are 
you don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And I might sound less than compassionate when I say that as a white privileged, a person who got out of jail because his parents had money, that may sound less than compassionate. But I can also assure you that I knew, I, I knew I'd done did a crime when I landed myself in there. And I also knew that them letting me go, you know, I could have stayed in there. Um, point is, I committed a crime, period. And, you know, before we get into was it a victimless crime or it's a drug crime, was it a violent crime? Well, you're, you're rolling the dice. When you, when you go to buy controlled subs, deadly controlled substances um, that, you know, who knows where they could end up. Like you get a bag of heroin and you drop it and maybe a little kid picks it up and says, what's this? And then he dies. Who, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Um, or when you're driving down there and you maybe, not me, <laughs> maybe me sniff it on the side of the road before you drive back right and then you're knotted out like you know is that you know you might if you're behaving like that like maybe jail is exactly what you need Uh, maybe it's what you deserve I don't know I didn't get sober until about nine months after my trip to Cook County Jail I was arrested two or three maybe twice after that maybe only once don't get arrested getting arrested just it just sucks ass it just is it's the absolute worst thing it's one of the worst things that could ever happen to a person is to be arrested and the main the main reason is because you just you can't go you're stuck you can't go anywhere for the first time in your life maybe not the first time second third fourth however many times you can't leave you are under arrest you are stuck in handcuffs or in a you know an 8 by 10 or a 10 by 12 or whatever it is cell and you can't leave and it fucking sucks ass it just is the worst thing ever and it's like this it's first of all it's totally boring it's like the most boring experience ever sitting in a jail cell with absolutely no stimulation at all and and it's double, triple, quadruple, quintuple, whatever, compounded by the fact that you're also in a lot of trouble and there's going to be a long road ahead of you. Uh, And I don't know. So it's, are bail bondsmen good people? I don't know. Are they predatory? I don't, I don't know. This person I know isn't at all. She's a fucking amazing human being. Seriously amazing human being. So uh, I that's a tough one to vote on. That's a tough one. That's a tough judgment call because it's it's really designed to kind of like serve the poor. But then the the if the industry collapses and all of these law abiding citizens are put out of business because of it, is that fair? But then again, is it fair that, you know, a rich kid like me can get out of jail and that a poor African-American kid who did the same thing can't. Hmm, I don't know. You know, and perhaps this bail bondsman also is works a recovery program and in the process of bonding someone out, talks some sense into them, and the person learns a lesson. So it's incredibly nuanced. It's very hard to vote on. That's a really, that's a really tricky one. So I, I'm, not even, I'm not even sure how you know, like, like where to go on that. Cause there's like on principle, but like, it's like, which does the, what, if, if we're talking about ultimately the freedom of the individual is the person who's started a business and works getting people out of jail. Is it about protecting their freedom to make money? Or is it about protecting the freedom of someone who committed a crime who potentially could have has committed many other crimes who is potentially committed violent crimes. They didn't get caught for 
in service of obtaining uh, drugs or, you know, doing whatever else. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this much. Uh, a fucking, a, a, a person who gets a DUI is a fundamentally dangerous individual. That's a dangerous person. I, I think this, I think my friend might have told me that this, the law doesn't apply to DUIs, that maybe DUIs you have to cash bail out. I could be wrong. Um, but like, you know, they say, yeah, dr- drunk driving is a nonviolent offense, but it's really, it could be an incredibly violent offense. And, a, and, and let's say a drunk driver gets bonded out without cash bail, right? Just gets bailed out by the, you know, the, the new system that's set up and doesn't have to pay anything, doesn't have to spend any time in jail. And the first thing they do is go to the bar and then just disregard the fact that they just got arrested and they get in the car and they go and kill somebody. That's entirely possible. Or, you know, you're going to buy drugs at the spot and uh, the drug dealer, you know, tries to pull something and you punch him and you knock him out and you kill him. Right. Like this is when, when you enter into the world of crime, it's kind of like just crime. It's like there's this honor among thieves or this crime. It's just sort of like a crime. It's just a field of crime, the morphic field of crime. You know, and if you're dancing around in the morphic field of crime and you get caught, well, then I don't know. Should you be released? What do you think? I sure as fuck know I would have wanted to be released back when I was a criminal. Back when I was a criminal, um, meaning a person who like bought drugs every day, um, not like an organized criminal or anything like that. But as a person who committed crime every like every single day, I certainly would have wanted no cash bail. I certainly would have wanted to be let out. I sort of certainly would have wanted for it to be as easy as possible to get in and out of jail. That's what I would have wanted. Is that what would have been best for me? I don't know. Right. So these are, you know, it's uh it's what it's and and you got a lot of people who are going to say, well, let the criminal, you know, like like there shouldn't be cash bond. Um, I don't know if they've ever been criminals, if they've ever been involved in the criminal world, if they have many criminals as friends, if they would have a junkie over to their house for dinner and trust that junkie to not steal their shit, which a junkie will do. Um, you know, so there's like a lot of I- idealism sort of running the show there versus like, what's the safest thing for society? I don't know. And that's that's just these are the conversations that aren't really being had and it's that that are challenging. And so um the election is I, I find that the 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 environment, the political environment that we find ourselves in currently is one where there's I've said this before, but but just no no room for nuance. There's all this but what about this? But what about that? But you know, what about um, well, there's just so much, but I'm afraid of alienating people, so I don't want to say it, you know? Like, what about um, the religion of Islam that says to fucking kill all of the people who aren't a part of that religion? What about that, you know? Like, hmm, what about that? There's just all this kind of like, what about? Does that religion support liberal ideals? I don't think so, one bit. Sorry. Anyway, most of my most of my listeners know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, and if you manage to listen to the entire episode, I hope you get the feel for the flavor of the way I come through. And if you listen to me regularly, I hope you know that ultimately this is about love. This is about forgiveness. This is about connection. This is about um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is about what does it look like for you to be as responsible as you possibly can 
for your entire existence, right? So how are you being? How are these politicians being? How is this Joe Biden character being? Is he coming from a place of integrity? Is Kamala Harris a person of integrity? It's funny, this friend of mine, this friend of mine messaged me on Facebook who personally knows her, worked with her. I don't know for how long, for a while, like directly, you know what I mean? Was directly related to her in some kind of working capacity. And uh, basically it was just like, she's just a slut in the true, in the truest sense of the word. And, he, and, and this person just said it like very, very matter of factly. Um, just very in like this very kind of blunt, not really judgmental way at all. Um, but you know, he's like, yeah, she fucking boned this dude and that dude and this dude. And it was, it was very, it was just matter of fact in how, in how they said it. Um, she was matter, very matter of fact in how she said it or he or they expressed that that was their experience of Kamala Harris. Now, you know, I got no judgment for any kind of whore in any sort of capacity whatsoever. I just don't. There's this great line. Um, there's this great line on one of the on the first Jane's Addiction album, uh, the live one, Triple X Live, and the name of the song is Whores. And the line goes, "You know, I love them. I love them whores. They never judge you. I mean, what can you say when you're a whore? And it's true. What can you say when you're a whore?" <laughs> And, you know, I used to hang out with, there was this hooker named Boo. I've talked about this in previous episodes. She was cool as hell. Boo was cool as hell. She would give me my dope and and kind of protect me as I got in and out of the west side of Chicago. I would call Boo. I had her cell phone number, and she'd, she'd, she'd answer the phone, you know, what up, baby? You know, get out over here. And I'd have to go, like, deep into the west side to go to her apartment. Like, she lived in, like, she lived in the fucking hood like in the middle of the fucking ghetto. Like the expressway was not close. The expressway was, you know, mile or so away or a couple of miles away. And I was like deep in it in her apartment, like and smoking crack and doing blows, you know, blows being heroin with, with these fucking ghetto ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Me, you know, like like what the hell was that all about? I that was just the cra that was the craziest shit. How I even lived through that it's kind of like Boo was an Boo was an angel. Boo was an angel of sorts. Boo got me in and got me out. And Boo would insist when I left her apartment, she would insist that I call her when I got home to assure her back to the suburbs. Uh, she would she would insist that I call her when I got home to the suburbs to assure her that I was safe. That's now that is a that is a hooker who cares. <laughs> Boo, she genuinely fucking cared. So. No judgment for horse. Um, no judgment against, uh, you know, no judgment against Kamala Harris, if or if not this, the, if or if not this thing that this friend of mine, who would have no reason to lie, said was true. But it's just, it's just sort of, it's just funny because I, um, I, something about her just rubs me the absolute wrong way. And I'm not the only person. Right, something about the way Joe Biden doesn't know how to speak English really rubs me the wrong way. And who doesn't Trump rub the wrong way? If Trump doesn't rub you the wrong way, then there's something wrong with you. 
you know, and and I think that is what is so concerning to the anti-Trumpers is that there are so many people who Trump doesn't rub the wrong way. You know, there are a lot of people he rubs the wrong way, but they vote for him anyway because of the policy or because they don't like the other side. But it's like if you don't, if if, if he doesn't rub you the wrong way, like what the hell is wrong with you, like for for, for real? So you know, who knows what the hell's going to happen? I I it's I have. I'm more afraid, like my concern if Trump loses is that there's just going to be like, there's just going to be riots in all the cities for who knows how long. And then Trump's going to come out and he's going to say he wants to kill them. And then the media is going to be like, Trump said he wants to kill the people that want to kill him, you know, and it's like, oh, my God. So so what do we do with all this? You go inward. You go inward and you look to yourself in all of this. You heal yourself. You worry about yourself. You focus on yourself. And what's going, you know, there's, I got this other, I got this other friend, he posts on Facebook the other day. I almost want to look the post up. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Okay, here we go. Podcasting's fun because you can just hit pause and go do your research. But uh, if we don't, (laughs) If we don't, wait, one more day to see if we're able to kick Donald Trump out. If we don't, we are in such huge trouble. The damage he will do in his second term is too much to bear. He's already murdered 220,000 Americans through sheer force of willful ignorance. I was almost included in this number, but I was able to fight the virus off. The long-term Rona damage really sucks. Guess that will serve as my most prominent permanent scar for the Donald Trump presidency. But there are many others as well. And so I'm like... You know, it's so funny because this dude, he's such a good dude. He really is. I used to go to open mics with him. I'm not going to name his name or anything. But it's like, I don't I don't get how Trump, like, did he really murder all those people? I don't know. How did he murder? I don't get how he gave him, how he gave him Rona. And then he murdered. I'm, it's just so funny because the dude's just so dug in. And God, God bless his sweet soul, this guy, you know, who got coronavirus and and but I sent him some. I, I remember sending him some uh, COVID immunity music a while back, and I don't think he listened to it. I don't think he wants to play. I, I think he gets off on on being sick. I think he gets off on playing the victim, and many of us do. And that's just you know that's just that's just the way some people are, and that's okay. So anyway, God bless that person, and you know God bless you, and. And and dare I say it, God bless America. And you know, we're all doing the best we we're all doing the best we can. I believe that you're doing the best we can that you can. I try to do the best I can. This was a little rambly, as all of them are. And uh, you know, go out there and vote if it's not too late. And uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And yada, yada, yada. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great night. Bye-bye.